You are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 189. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, where their monthly T-shirt designs pay tribute to a Polynesian bar or restaurant from days long past. Each design is available for a limited time and will never be produced again. For the collectors out there, be sure to check out their subscription program. For more information and to check out this month's shirt, visit tikibartshirtclub.com. If you have a product, service, or event that you'd like to bring attention to, we can help. This podcast reaches thousands of listeners in over 100 countries every week. Imagine hearing your ad in this spot, just like you're hearing this one right now. Sponsor an episode and get the exposure you deserve. For more information, go to DesertOasisRoom.com and click on Services. Today, we are joined by the boys from the Tiki Tea, bartender and co-owner Mike Buen Jr. and bartender Greg Bansuelo stop by the Desert Oasis Room to mix drinks, make cocktail videos, and record this episode of Inside the Desert Oasis Room. As a longtime patron and regular of the Tiki Tea, I hit the guys with questions that most others have never asked before to bring you uncommonly known facts and tidbits from their colorful backgrounds. For example, did you know that Ray Buen's wife Jerry is the reason the Tiki Tea opened in the first place? She's also the reason they stopped serving beer decades ago. And did you know that Greg's father was one of the old-school Filipino mixologists that worked alongside Ray at all the same iconic tiki and tropical-themed bars, like the Luau, the China Trader, the Seven Seas, and more. As always, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider helping us with your support during this challenging time. Stop by DesertOasisRoom.com to check out our merch or leave us a tip. Every purchase or donation, no matter the size, is very much appreciated and helps keep this podcast coming to you every week. And if you'd like to follow our adventures, subscribe to our YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash PolynesianPop, where you'll see drink tutorials, event vlogs, and more including all the cocktail tutorials that we recorded with Mike and Greg while they were here with us to record this episode. All righty. Grab a drink and join us inside the Desert Oasis Room. And give it up for the boys from the Tiki Tea, Mike Buen Jr. and Greg Bansuelo. Yeah, thanks for dressing up, by the way. Yeah, for our, our audio show. Thanks for the totally immersive experience, Greg. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> it says aloha. It does. <laughs> it's got the chaka. The shaka. Shaka, chaka, chaka, chaka. Chaka was the guy, was the little, the little monkey on Land of That's the Lost. That's cultural appropriation. That's it. I'm yeah. appropriating my culture. He's right. right there in the corner, Kalakawa and, and, uh, and uh, Kohio. Those are parallel. No, they meet up there. No, they meet like that. Right there in the corner where they first meet, the most streets meet. Yeah. 
Did you live in Oahu? Huh? No, he did. I, my dad was born in Oahu. How did you know those were parallel? Because I've been there. Okay. But they come together at the end at Waikiki. Yeah, because Kahio runs along uh, yeah. kind of by the, the, the river, the, canal. Right? the Alawai Canal. Yeah, Alawai, the, yeah. Alawai, yeah. Alawai. Well, thanks again, guys, for joining us today inside the Desert Oasis Room on this Sunday Fun Day. All right. And for our listeners that are listening to this particular podcast, check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Polynesian Pop, if you want to see videos of the cocktails that we made prior to us sitting down for this podcast. And you guys already know who we've got on the show today. You clicked on the link. You saw the names. Mike Buen Jr. and Greg Bansuelo from the Tiki Tea. It's such an honor to have you guys out here at the Desert Oasis Room because this is like two miles east of Egypt for you, right? <laughs> it's a ways out. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> he called it BFE. I hope, I he hope called it can, BFE. I hope you get like an idea of how far I drive yes, every Wednesday to come I don't know. I don't know how you do it. Now, now you know, know you right? Now you know. So I, I am so honored to be not only the first person to host you guys during the pandemic, but also being the first person to have you guys make drinks since you closed the bar? How did that feel? Uh, a little rusty. Yeah? Yeah. Does it, does it make you nervous for a reopening? Or, or uh, was it a wake-up call? Or? It'd be like my first day. <laughs> 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 with, with the cheat sheets. With the cheat sheets, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mikey, too. I mean, no, I think... I think once we're able to reopen, I yeah. think it'll be easier to get back in the swing of things. Yeah, it's like riding a bike, right? You're gonna yeah. you're gonna probably have some hiccups for the first hour or so, but then after that, you're gonna be it's the muscle memory. It's the muscle memory. Yeah, yeah, you'll be right back. Although in I did fall off that bike I tried to ride the other day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I've got a bunch of questions that I want to ask you guys, and for our listeners, I know the answers to most of these questions but not to all of them. And the thing is, some of these questions are things that I've wanted to ask you, but just haven't thought about asking when I'm sitting at the bar, even though I've known you guys for like 20 years. So let's start. I want to um, ask these questions as kind of like, there's no really rhyme or reason of how I'm going to do this. And I have a question maybe that might be directed towards Mike, but if you want to chime in too, Greg, you're welcome to. So um, I'm going to start with, uh, I, I'm just going to start at the top. So let's start with the way that things are today. Normally you guys have no breaks with the exception of two, three-week closures on specific times of the year. And you guys are very rigid about that, which I completely understand and respect, which takes us to where we are today because now that you've been closed for 12 months that it's the complete opposite right how rigid you were about like well no you you have to be at the bar on this specific weekend unless it is the three weeks in april is it typically in april when you guys take that break spring break and then the three weeks in the winter yeah thanksgiving right tell me how, what has it, has it been like for the past 12 months for you guys? How has your day changed? I got a lot of muscle, like bed sores. 
Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, but have it's you, <laughs> are you still sleeping at like three in the morning? Yeah, I'm all the way up to a same, same cycle. Okay. Same I stay cycle. up late and I get out sleep in, get up around 11, 12. Okay. Like I'm going to the bar, so I still do that all the time. I always stay up late and... That's, yeah, your, body, my, that's your body my, clock now. Yeah. My sleep cycle is about the same. Yeah. So I, if I've got know. insomnia, I can like call one of you guys at <laughs> two yeah. in the morning. You'll be much. awake. Pretty really? Much, yeah. What are you guys doing in the middle of the night when everybody else is asleep? That's kind of personal, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm usually reading a book or something. Okay. Or I wa- you know, I watch the videos. Um, I catch up on uh, shows with my wife. Is she a night owl too? Um, I think we tend to be just because we have small children. Okay. Um, and during the day, we really can't. We don't have like alone time. So that's the time. Is our our time to, to like catch up on maybe like a show we, we want to watch is like real late at night. Right, right. Okay. All right. I thought you were going to say sexy time or something. But. <laughs> He's very personal. I know. Wow. I know. Hey, we're all friends here, right? Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> this year is actually a significant year for you guys because you're going into your 60th anniversary. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, like, uh, here's what I'm leading to. 70s, 80s, 90s, those were the lean decades, right? Am I wrong about that? Did you think you were going to be around for 60 years? I never thought the bar was going to be around for 60 years. I think it's pretty amazing. Yeah. That such a small place has been able to maintain itself for that long. Okay. Well, it's kind of made your following now. I mean, come on, everybody goes to Tiki Tiki. Sure, things are different. That these place days. is packed all the time. So yeah. uh, I think it, it could be around for quite a while. You know, if the Tiki, uh, you know, Tiki culture of fanaticism, you know, still keeps going. I mean, uh, there was a waiting period back from the old period, from the 50s and 60s, where it waned around 70s and 80s, and then it came back with a vengeance back in the 90s. And th- this is kind of what I'm getting to because it just seems like like let's talk about the 70s 80s and 90s where we have like the 80s for example has been nicknamed the decade of destruction that was the decade where a majority of the old polynesian pop styled bars and restaurants were torn down it was the mammy vice decade the mtv decade the old polynesian style was just not in vogue anymore and was considered kitschy and and uh, tacky, right? But the tiki tea persevered, and then now we've got the pandemic. The tiki tea persevered, right? It's like this this thing that just cannot be. It's just this thing that just like it ain't gonna go away. Have you seen that piece of art by Doug Horn, where it shows the tiki tea? On the sidewalk, you have one hanging on the wall. Yeah, we have one. And it shows, it's like the future, right? It shows these like futuristic buildings all around the Tiki Tea. And the Tiki Tea is still the Tiki Tea in the same It's that spot, little building is same up. Place. They were up right? with a little yeah, house yeah, and they yeah. take it off with balloons and stuff so like that. So that's kind of what I'm getting at. 60 yeah. years. What, like, what are your thoughts about that? Is, is that like, is it weird or is it just kind of like, eh, 60 years, we're still doing the same old thing? Well, hopefully I, I probably won't be around, but... If it's well, 60 years, <laughs> 60 years is this is in April. Oh, I thought you were 60 years from now. 
No, six, oh, the 60th oh, yeah. anniversary. Lots of 80s, I think. I thought you meant 60 years from now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, normally I don't really think about it until just recently, and it's like, it's pretty amazing that it's been around yeah. that It's long. totally amazing. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's been again, around. Again, especially since we take into account the size, and um, yeah, it's really, only, you know, it's been family-owned and operated. Sure, yeah. You and know. that that's a rare thing these days, still family-owned and operated. Yeah, I mean, Greg, um, I, mean, I consider Greg family, but... Greg is our only employee, yeah, um, and that yeah. was only in the last, what, like five years? Five years, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, before that, it was literally just family. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. How do you think the pandemic has changed the way that you guys are going to do business? I mean, like, speaking of being resilient, this this whole thing, I don't think anybody has ever thought to put enough money in the reserves to last a year's worth of closure. Um, we've been lucky because we, we did do well, um, in 2019. Um, but again, who's to say, I mean, this, if this lasts longer, I mean, we don't know. I mean, we don't know how long we're going to be able to last. How do you think that it's going to change the way you do business going forward? I mean, we'll see. I mean, we don't, (laughs) we haven't been able to open for a year so. Yeah. Um, once we're able to open, we'll find out, you know? Yeah. we, We have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what it takes. You know, this this pandemic, I think, has changed things, not just temporarily. I think that there are things that going forward, I mean, I think it's ex- excelled the level of germaphobe in some people, right? I don't think, I don't know about that. I mean, you had tuberculosis, you had polio. You know, all the things we are, you know, we've gotten through. I mean, it, it, you know, even, you know, even, uh, AIDS, I mean, that's kind of like, well, now there's, it's not a cure, but there's a, you know, a way to, you know, take care of that. So I think, you know, when we finally open it up, I think a year from now, we're just going to be saying, oh, wow, that was a tough year. And it'll, it'll, it'll get back to not totally normal, but, you know, maybe it, it will be. I don't know who can tell. Okay. You know, but we've gotten through, you know, like I remember po- getting polio shots when I was a kid. Yeah. TB shots. You know, those are the big things back back in the day when I was, you know, when I was younger in the in the sixties. So, so you think this thing is just a hiccup? Then you don't think it's changed the bar forever? No, I mean, as long you think as, like a year from now, things are going to be the way that it used to be. I believe so. I mean, you know, okay. I mean, there's enough following for Tiki T that's there that I don't believe it's going to, you know, fade away. Um, I don't, and still it'll be like there's still new generations that are finding uh, about about Tiki T. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, I've been there. Since I've been, you know, associated with them as a customer and an employee, um, there's a lot of new faces. There's a lot of new, you know, new uh, generations coming in. Yeah, there. it changes all the time. Yeah. Senior said so, to me one time that the regulars change every five exactly, years. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I don't know if it's every five years, but there's definitely a cycle right. yeah. in regulars yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've been there 23 years now. Wow. Like officially. Yeah. And... um yeah, the regulars um, from when I started, I mean, you you see some of them like few and far between, but for most parts, like a different crowd. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. right. And we have you know, we have a new set of regulars. I mean, you know them. You sure. Know, the, and, and and the way that it works is that maybe somebody worked near the bar and they would go there to sit out traffic, and they worked at that job for a few years, and then they got a new job. They don't work in the area anymore. Like exactly. I think of like Alex, for example, right? He used to work close by, and he'd go in there all the Toyota, time. Toyota, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's all there's there's all kinds of factors in yeah, why yeah, you know the yeah. the regulars change. You know, 
people move away, people yeah. have kids, people, get old. people pass away. Right. Uh, there's all kinds of factors. Right. I was joking with Mikey one time was that I said to my my kids, this is the truth, I really said this to my kids, that when I pass away, I want to have my ashes put in the fountain at the Tiki Tea. And I, and I told my son, I said, yeah, so what you got to do is you're going to take my ashes and you're going to come in as a customer. <laughs> And you're going to be like really covert. And when they're busy, you're going to walk over to the fountain. You're going to dump my ashes in the fountain. And I told Mikey. And Mikey, <laughs> he laughed at first. He kind of giggled. Then he paused. And then after like a few seconds of his pausing, he looked at me and he's like, please don't do that. <laughs> no, that's, that's, I'd be a waste because we clean that thing out. <laughs> we clean that thing out, lifting it out. Like, you know, so that's so, disturbing. So, yeah. it's, so it's not the fountain then. So uh, no. what do you recommend I do it, Greg? Uh <laughs> I don't know. It's not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so come that, back for that. that. That's my. That's one of my bucket list things. We're going to talk about your bucket list at the end of this. We could put your ashes episode. up on the on the shelf. That'd be better. Yeah, we'll put so it here in, lies we'll put it in a mug. We'll put it in a mug. We'll put, let's put it in one of the bull mugs. That's the mug that you and I the collaborated on. Yeah, right? yeah. The, the Toro mug. Yeah. All right. There you go. All right. I'm. I'm. I'm game for that. All right. Cool. It's kind of morbid, but. I want to talk about the history of the Tiki Tea and specifically Ray because, you know, obviously there's a huge impact with the, not only the Tiki community, but the co- craft cocktail community. And, you know, earlier you and I were talking about this whole butterfly effect thing, right? About a man who travels back in time, kills a butterfly, and when he comes back to the future, the world has changed because of that particular act. I'm curious if you've ever thought, and this is directed to you specifically, Mike, how different your life would be if your grandfather Ray didn't go into bartending, or not even like not went into bartending, just not worked at, say, Don's, and he ended up working at like TGI Fridays. (laughs) And how different your dad's life would be too. Oh, it'd be totally different. Have you thought about that though? Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, I think everybody thinks about that kind of stuff. So I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Here's what's interesting. So I, I, I know I've asked you this question before, and you've said you've thought about it. Well, I thought what was interesting is your dad told me he's never thought about it. Um, I, my dad, uh, back in the day, he used to work at Hertz Rent-A-Car. Right. So I'm assuming he probably would have stayed with Hertz. But isn't that, isn't that kind of like a mind-blowing thing? Because like... The way that the Tiki Tea is today, right, with the legacy and the popularity and the just the whole history of it, you wouldn't have been part of this thing, you know? What do you think you'd be doing? Um, I don't know. I mean, I went to school for design and business. I'd probably do something like that, like something in right. some kind of art or some other kind of business. Like I have no idea, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. I think uh, it's interesting how you ended up working at the Tiki Tea because, and correct me if I'm wrong, the story that I've heard is that you came in just to help for a little bit, right? You didn't have plans to take over the business. No, yeah. My grandfather um, became ill, and it was obvious that my dad was going to be able to do it by himself. Right. So I figured I'd just slide in and bartend for a little while until you know, some changes were made, and here I am 23 <laughs> years later. 23 years later. Yeah. Again, it's this thing about, I keep going back to the butterfly wings, you know, because um, 
what if Ray did something else? What if Ray worked at Disneyland? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know. I this is a really know. deep interview, man. I don't know. It's deep. It's deep. <laughs> it's I like, mean, you can say that about anybody's life, you know? Yeah. Like, I think about that all the time. Yeah. 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 I don't. Oh, you don't? Really? Yeah, I, I, I have these kind of like things that pass my head that I, I sometimes get um, haunted with. That uh, I don't know, call me crazy, but you know, I I think about like even all of us sitting here. If Ray did not take that job at Don's, we wouldn't all be sitting here, just like what Mikey said. Well, I don't know. I think I think this this might still be here. Yeah, I mean Tiki. Well, I I think Tiki would still progressed. I think. No, I'm talking about all of us sitting. Oh, us personally, yeah. No, obviously, yeah, we wouldn't be sitting here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that's all part of Ray taking that job and, and everything that happened subsequent to that. I've heard a lot of stories about Ray and his legacy, obviously, through the years, the story of the blood and sand, the story of the Ray's mistake, the puka punch. We just talked about that earlier when we, we recorded a video of the puka punch. And the Ray's mistake, I want to tell the story, but I'm going to let you guys tell the story. Because I think that that's a great story. So uh, for the people that don't know how the Ray's Mistake came about, do you guys want to tell that story? Uh, so, yeah, there was a regular. Um, his name escapes me at the moment. But it was... Uh, it was Gil. Gil. Uh, Gil, Because the right. card says Gil the yeah. Mistake. Uh, I can't remember his last name, though. It wasn't Gil Alvarado. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, his key came in one day, and it was... Um, 1968. 68. And it was fairly early in the afternoon. And um, he came in the bar, and there's there's like two or three other people sitting at the bar, and he ordered um, his drink. I think at the time was the anting anting. Anting anting, right? Yeah, and um, my grandfather. Do you remember how to make that drink? At the moment? Yeah. No, I don't say because truth. I, I I want to try it now. Do you, you do? Well, we have our own mix for that. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, All we right. have our own mix. All right. Um, All right. So yeah, my grandfather made him the drink. Um, he handed it to him. He tasted it and he said, "Hey Ray, this doesn't taste right." So Ray was all like, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry." And he tried to take it back from him. And he goes, "No, no, no wait a second. He tasted it again." And he offered it to the people at the bar, and it, it kind of like went down the bar, and everybody tasted it. And like, "Hey Ray, this is this is pretty good." Um, and they finished it, and he says, "Yeah, make me another one." So he did the same thing. He made him another drink, and. He tasted it again. He goes, this is pretty good. Yeah, like, 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 what do you call this? Like, what is this? And he goes, no, I don't know. I made a mistake. So that's where the origin of Ray's mistake came from. I freaking love it. Yeah, so basically he just picked up... I love a, it. He picked up a wrong mix. I love it. And um, that's been our most popular drink since 68. I love it. So I know that prior to that drink being the most popular drink, it was the Fog Cutter. That's, that's what your dad told me, right? Yeah, um... Yeah, from 61 to 68, the fog cutter was the fog most popular drink, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I want to share an experience with you because the first time I had a raise mistake was in probably 2000, 2000 or 2001. And I'll tell you, when I took a sip of that drink, it was like taking a sip of heaven. It was so delicious. But it was different back then. It changed, right? 
because in 2000, it was a little bit different than it is today. It's still a great drink, but I just remember the first time I had that drink, it, I, I was so blown away by uh, how delicious. I, th- I mean, it's the same recipe. How delicious it was. And maybe, we haven't, maybe we, the ingredients were... We really haven't changed the ingredients all that much. I mean, it depends who made it for you. I mean, you can go... I, I just remember like how heavenly it was. Like, I know you like your drink sweeter. Yeah. It depends who's making your drink, to tell okay. you the truth. Like, I can make that drink. Yeah. My dad can make that drink. Drink. Greg could make that drink. It's going to taste slightly. I'm going to give you the credit. I think you made it for me. Well, you know, <laughs> that's why it was heaven. It was heaven, man. It was. It was so good. But you know, the thing that we we always talk about is your grandfather Ray. But I know that your grandmother used to work in the bar as well. She did. Um, she worked behind the bar. Um, I don't know how many years, but it was it was for a while. Let's talk about her because I heard that she was a bulldog at the door. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was pretty hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard. I heard that, and and uh, she was the reason why. I, I think for a few years, you guys were serving beer at the bar, right? We did serve beer. Yeah, um, and she was the reason that you stopped serving beer. If I remember correctly, uh, it could be. Yeah, it was like uh, early '60s. Um, next door was a studio called Allied Artists. Okay. Um, now it's uh, Scientology. Right. By the time it was Allied Artists, and um, everybody from the studio would come over at lunchtime. This is back when we opened at 11 a.m. Right. And closed at 2, uh, 2 a.m. That's so, a long day. Oh, uh, wow. it was it was a total long. And at the time, it was just my grandfather and my grandmother. Um, okay. So everybody would come over at lunchtime. And it would just be beer. Everybody would just drink beer. It was right, just all right. beer. And it got pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, people would get out of hand. Yeah. So my grandmother was like, you know what? Let's just get rid of the beer and serve the cocktails. Yeah. Let's throw your grandmother's name out there so she can get the recognition she deserves. Yeah, her name was Geraldine Buen. Jerry. Yeah, Jerry Buen. Uh, if you are one of the few that has had the fortunate opportunity to walk up to the house behind the bar you'll see her name in the concrete there and i love that your dad's name is there it says mike it's got a little football on it yeah i mean also too i mean let's be honest if it wasn't for my grandmother the tiki wouldn't be there i love it yeah um so what happened was at the time my grandfather went down to get a liquor license he ended up getting the license Somebody offered him like a couple hundred dollars for it. And he said, you know what? I'm going to pass. I'm going to go home, talk to my wife about it. And um, originally his idea was to open a bartending school. And Jerry was like, you know what? We have the space. Why don't you open up a small bar? So it was actually her idea to open the bar. bar. Yeah. Do you have a photo of her? Um, Yeah. And we have... Can you send it to me? Because yeah. we're gonna we're gonna do um, when I do my virtual toast. I want to do one to her. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're gonna recognize her. Okay, so I want to uh, continue on with the the direction that I'm going because you know the house which is behind the tiki teeth. If I remember correctly, that house is where Ray was living, right? So originally there was a house next to that, right? that um, my grandfather like helped build. Right. Um, that was torn down, and then the house that's behind there now um, was built in the 50s. 
And that's the house that my dad and his sister grew up in. Okay. Do you remember that house as a child? Oh, totally. I spent I spent so much time there when I was a kid, yeah. So do you remember the tiki as a child? Oh, did you ever yeah. used to like play in there? Yeah, I did when we were closed. Yeah, I'd go in there and just mess around. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Any drinking. <laughs> yeah, five-year-old drunk. Yeah, <laughs> so I want to share with our listeners, I've also had the good fortune of being in the house behind the bar before a couple of times. And one time, your dad took me through there. There's a tiki room back there, which you guys are now using for storage. Yeah, it's just a... There, so there's a bar, um, a fairly you know decent-sized bar back there that they used to have... Parties. Parties. With, yeah, yeah, at, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so for our listeners out there, the Buens had their parties in their own tiki bar in the house behind the tiki tea, which yeah. I, is mind-blowing to me. It's yeah. so cool, and, I, and I've, I've got to see it, but obviously, like, out of respect for the secrecy of the bar and the ingredients and everything you guys use, I didn't take photos. So don't ask me for photos because I don't have any. But uh, I saw it with my own eyes, and you just heard Mike Jr. talk about that. Uh, I think that that's super cool. So. Yeah, that was back in the 50s. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. All right, so I, I, I want to talk a little bit about who you guys are outside the bar because I think people might find this interesting or maybe people might not, but I think it's interesting. I want to know what you guys drink on your own time. Uh, this might be sacrilege, but I pretty much, when I go out, I pretty much just drink uh, dirty martinis. Oh, I thought you were going to say tequila. Uh, there was a time period I just drank tequila neat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember you always having a little glass of tequila in the in the corner yeah. when I'd sit at the bar. What about yeah. you, Greg? Talamardu, Irish whiskey all the way. Talamardu, I knew yeah. you were going to say that. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. What I find kind of interesting is, and, and again, I've had the good fortune of being at some of the private parties with the family for birthdays and things like that. For all you people that think that when we get to go to a Buen family party, whether it's a birthday or anniversary or whatever it is we're celebrating, that it's open bar and we're drinking puka punches and raised mistakes and blood and sands. Let me tell you, we get a folding table with maybe some orange juice, <laughs> right? We get wine. And what else do we get, Greg? Maybe like... There's a, a lot of beer there. Yeah, beer. Yeah. I bring my own bottles. Yeah, we ain't getting the cocktails you think we're, that are flowing. Well, yeah. We're not going to be working that day. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've had tiki parties, yeah. but um, it's pretty much Punch. make your own. Yeah. Yeah. Make your own. Make yeah. your own. And, and as someone like me who gets to attend, I don't know all the recipes, so I'm not going to be able to make one. <sighs> so yeah, you guys, whatever you think that is happening at these parties, it's not happening. I think that's fine to, uh, kind of interesting. Which I also think is going to be interesting is if people knew how many tiki mugs you guys had in your collections. <laughs> how many do you have? Though? I got five. Five. <laughs> Greg's got I, five. I do have the original number one red Cobra Fangs mug. No, one. you don't. Yeah, oh, the, do. the, 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 the reissue. The no, one that the, yeah. original, the original. The original one. number one, the red one. The, red the one, original yeah. red one. Yeah. Who made that one? Diablo. The Diablo. Diablo. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, I got the original, the red one. 
Okay. All right. Number All right. one. Number one. Nice. Nice. I love I've it. got probably 25. 25 yeah. is 21 more than you had the last time I was at your house. <laughs> yeah. You had and four. So I have all the mugs we've done. And then all the rest of the mugs are mugs that have been given to me. I've never actually bought a tiki mug. Yeah. And not because I don't love them. I love them. They're awesome. It's just um, I I don't have the space for them. And uh, that's not your thing. <laughs> you don't have to take work home. They're dust yeah. collectors. I don't know how you do it here. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I just don't dust. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that you you guys would be tiki people if it weren't for the tiki team? No, because I grew up with it. My dad, yeah, we were like, was born in Hawaii. We, you know, he worked at, you know, Donna Beach Cover. He worked at the Luau. He worked at the Tahitian. And, you know, we grew up with all that stuff, basically because our family yeah. had a lot of Hawaiian influence and, you know, it being Filipino and all that. So, you know, we grew up with it. And my uncle, my aunt married a, uh, my uncle Cruz, and his uncle owned a, a tiki bar a restaurant called uh, The Outrigger. Oh, really? So, you know. Where was that? Uh, I think it was, I forget. Pas that was a Pasadena. It was here in Southern California. Yeah, it was in Southern California, but it was a pretty popular place. And, uh, I think my grand, I think my grandfather actually worked there. Yeah, he the probably worked at the Outrigger too. But yeah. my uncle's uncle owned that, and uh, we used to go there for dinner all the time when I was a little kid. Yeah. So we used to go up there. We used to like my brother Mike and I. We hung out at the Tahitian on on, on Ventura Boulevard back in right, Studio right, City back in the day. Right. You know, my dad was a mayor, d waiter, bartender. He did it all. So so so, just to clarify this with our listeners. Our friend Greg Bantuelo, who is a bartender at the Tiki Tea, his father worked with Ray, and he worked at a lot of the same bars, right? I right. believe the China Trader was one. Yeah, they were, bar they were friends for a long time. The Luau, yeah. another one, yeah. right? Right, you grew up with the, the family, basically, right? That you well, I didn't know friends? that... See, my dad was friends with Ray, but we didn't really know the Buens all that. Okay. You know, and I really didn't get to know the, the, the whole family until uh, I was working at the Dresden on Vermont, Right. And my brother took me to Tiki Tea. I go, yeah, I've been to that place. Dad took me there once a long time yeah. ago to see his friend Ray. And uh, he goes, uh, and I remember, you know, not wanting to be there. <laughs> yeah. Because I was 21 years old. Right, right. And I, I had things to do. So, but then I started. Well, she don't want to, like, when, when I was I want to hang out with my dad. I didn't want to hang out with my dad. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. But then, you know, I started hanging out there and they didn't have beer, but, you know, uh, I would, you know, drink a my time. Mikey would sneak me a beer yeah, every now right. and then. But I'd go there after I got off of work at the Dresden. That's a secret for the regulars, the, the, the sneak me a beer part. They don't have beer anymore, though. I get beer at the Tiki Tea. I get it before you guys open. See, why, why you're not keeping their secret then, are you? So, <laughs> I'm going to edit this part yeah, out. Yeah, why? <laughs> All right, I won't edit this part out. Well, sometimes we crack a beer open after we close yeah. on yeah, the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So, um... Greg is one of the bartenders at the Tiki Tea. He's the first bartender that was actually hired because the Tiki Tea was always run by family. Talk about how you came to work at the Tiki Tea and why. And then I want to talk about your first day on the job. <laughs> that fateful day. That fateful day. I, you know, I kept. I used to joke about it. When I hang out there, I go, "Hey, whenever you need me to work here, I'll come to work here." Yeah. And we would joke so about I, it. I don't think. I don't think Greg would have worked at the bar if it wasn't for your brother. Yeah, because I met Mike before. before I met yeah, you. exactly. So oh, really? Yeah. All, I'm here all because of my brother Mike. Yeah. But uh, so 
Uh, and I've known Greg. I used to go to the Dresden. Yeah. When he worked there. Mm. At the Club TG's. Club TG's. I'd go to TG's and he'd throw ice at me. Yeah. I used to go to Copper Keg when that was still around when yeah. you worked there. Right. Over. So yeah, I've known you what, like over 20 years? 20 years, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we played golf together. We did everything. So, right. you know, we, were, we used to hang out a lot. So, uh, we played golf and uh, we started off. He was, you know, he had played golf since he was a little kid, but we hung out playing golf and, you know, then, uh, one day, uh, I guess he, they needed a bartender, and Mikey lobbied to get For me you. in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, "You're their first choice." And I said, "Well, I always heard it was that other guy." You no. know, in my <laughs> opinion, you were the only choice, and okay. the reason being was the relationship that your father had with Ray, and that you were a regular. I mean, before you worked at the bar. What a lot of our listeners don't know is you and I used to get drunk on the other side of the bar. Yeah. We'd sit on the front side, and I have pictures of you and I laughing hysterically. I don't know why we took selfies. We looked like little schoolgirls giggling. I know. Cause right? Maybe. And but it, we had fun. Yeah. You know? It was one of those things that uh, it just didn't make sense to hire anyone else because of the oh, legacy. Thank you. The, the legacy. Uh, yeah. Well, Mikey had a lot to do with that, so... Yeah. It's funny though, because I don't really think it was a, I didn't really think about the legacy part of it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I just, I knew Greg was a, you know, mediocre bartender. And yeah. 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 I thought I'd help him out. And yeah. Yeah. There you go. I need to up my skills. Greg you know? needed, Greg needed a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I, I needed to learn from the master <laughs> that Michael Buellen Jr. Is. He ended up snatching the pebble from my hand. Oh, yes. <laughs> I call him, I call him Weed Hopper. <laughs> weed Hopper? Yes, Weed Hopper. Thank you. That I want was, to tell our listeners. That was a long time ago. I want to tell our listeners a, a short story about your first day on the job because Ugh, that so, fateful so day. That fateful day that I walk in and there's Greg standing behind the bar with his little apron on it wrapped I like my his, apron. Yeah. <laughs> which I don't know why you wear the apron. So I don't dirty my pants. <laughs> so I don't think people realize like what a big deal that was for the regulars though. Oh, it was a huge. Like deal. to have somebody behind the bar that wasn't. It was a family. huge deal. Yeah. I remember like uh, the, they were all regulars at the bar that day. Oh, yeah, exactly. I remember Augie, like the phone serving, and Augie was like, hey, Greg, answer the phone. <laughs> and we were needling him so hard. And at the time, I was going through a sweet tart phase. I go through phases with your drinks there. Sometimes I'll order raised mistakes. Sometimes I, lately I'd been ordering virgins because I just felt like I was, I was trying to cut down on the alcohol. And He's getting fat, yeah. I was getting fat. And um, and then there was that that particular time I was going through the sweet tart phase. Yeah, and I'd probably had like a thousand of them. A thousand. And I and I ordered one from from Greg, and he made it wrong. He came to me, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> I sent it back, and Greg made it again exactly the same way, dude. If I told you like this is wrong, why would you make it exactly the same way? Well, I mean, it was his first day. I mean. <laughs> I, I, I vaguely remember my first day, and I'm sure I did that. I'm sure I did that. <laughs> oh, I have to give him a hard time. I, call, I, I can only do that because I love him. That was the day, day I, I retitled the day that uh, AJ almost got killed. <laughs> he, he's lucky to be alive. But anyway, no, I, I was following the recipe card, so. Yeah, it was hilarious because yeah, was, you made it for me twice. Yeah. Both times were wrong. And then I said, I told Mike Cedar, make this drink with this guy. He liked the way I make it. He got angry with me. Oh yeah. Oh, he was mad for a long time. Oh yeah. It was it was more than just that day. Oh yeah. There was death threats. Yeah. 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 The fun part. <laughs> the fun part was when 
Greg insisted that he made it correctly, and he held up the recipe card to me. Yeah. And he said, look, look, see, I made it correctly. <laughs> and as I was reading the card, Mikey walked over, pushed his arm down, and said, all right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> fun, fun, fun. I, I'm curious that as someone who was a regular for many years before you started working behind the bar, how different it was for you standing back there for the first time. I was really kind of nervous. And then the day before I started, I go, what the hell did I do? I mean, yeah. you know, because I learned all the recipes, you know. And that was the first thing. You know, it, was a, it was a learning curve. Yeah, of course. 96 okay. drinks. I mean, I bartended. I didn't have a problem making drinks and stuff, you know, and working the register, you know, all the all the things that, you know, bartenders do. It was just like re- remembering the recipe because they got 94 drinks on that menu. And, and, and the and, thing is, and I'm curious, like, was it how you envisioned it? Like, when you were back there for the first time as a bartender. Yeah. When I sit in the front of the bar, I think like, oh, these guys are just having fun. Is that how you envisioned it when you were back there? Oh, yeah. It was so it was. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if there's anybody else who had the privilege who, to mix drinks behind the bar other than those who've worked at the bar. Right. But I, I got to be back there for a little bit. Uh-huh. And when it started getting crowded, I was like, all right, I'm done. Take over my <laughs> <laughs> So I'll tell, I can tell you from somebody who's in the front side of the bar – it looks like fun, but it got real scary when it started to get busy. Oh, that place is—it's not stop. It's know. a zoo. Yeah, there I mean, are people that'll wait in that line. I don't for think I really. I mean, the first day I there, you know, I only worked for a couple hours, and then on Saturday I start working Saturdays, and that's where you jump in the deep end, and uh, that's where you get the experience, the, you know, with yeah. the recipe. Yeah. So, yeah. It, you know, it, after a while, it was—it was just like you know. Yeah, you get used to it. Yeah. 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 Now it's like. Like you said, riding a bike, but I have to end up being out a year. It's kind of so. Let me ask you: as a bartender, what was your favorite drink before you were a bartender there? There, uh, I like the tiki, uh, bloody tiki. Okay, and the mai tais are good. Has that changed? I still after, like the bloody tikis. But but did your favorite drink change after you went behind the bar? Uh no. Okay, really. so like knowing what was in some of the drinks didn't change your no. opinion. No. Okay, so is your your favorite is still the bloody? Yeah. What about you, Mike? What's your favorite? The lemon heart lemonade. Lemon heart lemonade. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, the bloody tiki is, is the best. I'm sorry. Also, yeah, the bloody tiki. I actually make that at home. Also, yeah. That's that's, that's a that's a that's probably my favorite bloody mary. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, every time I have a bloody mary anywhere else, I judge it against your guys's. Bloody tiki, and I'm always disappointed. Yeah, we don't need the sliders or the asparagus. Yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. you're not putting like <laughs> hot wings or anything on a stick and exactly and garnishing yeah. it with that, right? Yeah, good. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm curious too about you know we hear a lot of stories about Ray, but I'm curious if you have any stories that you can share with us that maybe we don't know. Uh, God, I don't know it. Um, have we heard all the stories? So I don't, I don't know if you heard this one about the Howard Hughes one. Have you heard that one? Uh, let's tell our listeners. Um, I, I honestly, I can't remember offhand the name of the bar he was working at because he yeah. worked at so many different bars. It's probably the Luau. I think. I story, think it might have yeah. been Luau. Yeah. yeah. So um, Howard Hughes was a semi regular there, right. maybe a regular. I don't know. Um, so he would show up, and he had his own booth that he would sit at. 
And so he would go in and the driver would come in and he'd call the the, uh, the wait staff and the the bus boys and the bartenders over and he said, hey, you know, come outside. And they'd go outside and they'd open the um, the trunk of the car up and there'd be like pants and shirts and shoes and socks and, you know, and it would all, it would stuff, it would be stuff from Howard Hughes that he'd only wear once. Right. And since he'd only wear it once, that they'd just give this stuff away. Right. Cool. And so they could take whatever they wanted. I love it. Yeah. I bet everybody ran out there and... Yeah, they'd all just take, you know... Clamor for that stuff. Yeah. That's that's Give me those jockey shorts. I don't know. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, before we wrap up, I want to ask you guys a few fun questions. I ask these questions of all the people that are on the podcast. And I believe we might have spoken about these questions in the bar before. But for the benefit of our listeners, I'm going to ask these questions while we are in this session. So let me start with my most popular question. If you could have any superpower, what would you choose? And while you think about that, I'm going to give you some examples of what I've heard in the past. I've heard I'd love to be able to speak any language. I'd love to be able to communicate with my pets. And my favorite one, one of the things that I used to say all the time was I'd love to be able to eat whatever I want without gaining weight. But my favorite one, I think, is I'd love to be able to teleport. So if I want to go to the Maikai for dinner, I could snap my fingers, go to the Maikai for dinner, and then still be back home to watch Breaking Bad or whatever it is I like to watch on TV. Um, so those are some examples. If you could pick a superpower, what would you choose? I want to be able to stay awake. Stay awake. Yeah. You don't like sleeping? I'm, no, I went, I'm sleepy all the time. I don't like being tired. I hate okay. it. Yeah, I just hate it. Okay. Get older now, I'm always tired. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what happens when you get old, man. I know. Right? I mean, Metab even, metabolism slows down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Mike? Oh, you know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> There's a whole bunch of it. Super strength would be cool. Super strength? Teleportation okay. would be cool. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. Reading minds, that's... See, cool. I don't know if I'd want to know. I'd want to yeah, know. I wouldn't want to know. What yeah. people are I thinking would. of me. Because then I can sit there and spit their drink or something. <laughs> I truly believe ignorance is bliss. Exactly. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's a superpower, but I'd like to be able to like come up a cure for so many diseases, you know? Is that syphilis flaring up again? Well, the gonorrhea is. The gonorrhea yeah. is, yeah. But yeah, um, <laughs> I'd like to be able to be able to cure some, yeah. some diseases. <laughs> <Be> simplex. <laughs> All right. If someone were to play you in a movie, who would you choose? Pat Marina. Oh, that dude! I see it. I totally see it. I see it. I would choose The Rock because I think he and I look alike. Yeah. Okay. Totally. What, yeah. What, what, yeah. what kind of prescription glasses do you have? <laughs> Hey, man, let me live in my reality. Okay. <laughs> He's Samoan, by the way. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, okay, The Rock. The Rock, right? Yeah, see, you said it. He looks like me. I can't. Um, what's the What's the guy? I can't think of his name right now. The guy who plays... Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> Why did you come up with that guy? <laughs> Kevin Costner. Justin no, Timberlake. No, no, no. The Justin guy, Timberlake. Uh, the guy... Um, <sighs> What's the what's Paul the, Rubens? I know. No, no. What's the the prison movie about the guy? Uh, Morgan Freeman's in it. 
Oh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas, Tim no, Robbins. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. The tall guy. Tim yeah. Robbins. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Some people say uh, I look like Tim Robbins. Sasha Grimson. Yeah. If you squint, I look like Tim Robbins. So I say Tim Robbins. Oh, so I'm gonna picture Tim Robbins making me erase mistakes. Yeah, and bending over like this because of all the tiki stuff hanging up. He's a tall guy. Yeah, he's a tall. He's dude. like six right. seven. Right. Yeah. Okay. If you could spend time with anyone dead or alive, real or fictitious, who would you choose? I'm gonna throw out some examples. I think it would be fun to time travel with Marty McFly. I think it would be fun to hang out with Ferris Bueller. I also think it would be fun to work out with Bruce Lee. Dead or alive, real or fictitious, who would you choose? <laughs> Man, that's a tough question. I know. There's, there's so many people. My ultimate answer, if this helps, and I'm, I'm throwing these examples out here to help you guys, is I would love to, to spend time with a great, great, great grandfather or someone in my lineage and learn about my family history. Huh. It, it'd have to be somebody that I hadn't met, though. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd go with that. Yeah, because I can't off... Off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody. Okay. Although there's probably tons of people I'd like to hang out with. But. You'll think of it after. Yeah. And then yeah. you're going to text me and say, I, I have an answer for your question. I'm going to wake up in a cold sweat tonight. <laughs> Greg, nothing? Well, I, should nobody, we skip really. Should we skip, skip that one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. If you could travel anywhere in time, when and where would you go? Would you like to see the signing of the Declaration of Independence? Or no. witness the birth of Christ? Wow. I can tell you what my answer is. I'd love to be sitting at the bar when Ray made his mistake. Yeah. That would be cool, yeah. Because then I would knock out a couple of birds with one stone. I'd get to see that. I'd get to meet Ray. I'd get to see what the bar looked like, who the regulars were at that time. I want to see the Big Bang Theory. I mean, the Big Bang well, the Earth, That's where you would go if you could Earth, travel anywhere in time. You'd like to see the beginning I like of, the, yeah, of, of, the, of, of the universe yep. or the, our galaxy. Okay, what about you, Mike? Is it is your answer the same as mine? Yeah, I, I'll go with that because again, be, there's be so at, many be at other. The bar, be at the bar when the Ray's mistake was was born. Okay, if you could have the answer to any question, what would it be? <laughs> Why me? I don't know. <laughs> Where did this fungus come from? Yeah, I know. Why, why, why am I, why am I scratching all the time? <laughs> what's in the what's what's really in the secret mix of the raised mistake? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it's probably cliche, but yeah, probably like the meaning of life or something like that. that you know? That's actually kind of my answer to yeah. it. Like, why, why are we, are we here? Right here? Yeah, why, why are we, are we here? here? Yeah. It's either that or it, for me, it's also uh, is there life after death? That's that's the other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Well, you guys are deep. Well, you're just too shallow. Come on, give me an answer. It's easy being shallow. I don't know. It's funny, the older you get, the more you think about that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just right. really don't Except for Greg. I don't care. <laughs> All right. What is the best piece of advice ever given to you? So I live by a mantra that I put in quotes, and it goes, you versus yourself. You know what that means? That means that Every obstacle in your life is typically held up by yourself. Trying to lose weight, trying to uh, accomplish certain tasks, it's you like kind of doubting yourself or talking yourself out of it. You versus yourself. That's the best piece of advice I was ever, not necessarily given to me, but that's a piece of advice that I picked up. Yeah, well, I have a little committee in my head 
And always like they're fighting up there and they're arguing. I just want to make that committee go away and so I can just do what I want to do. <laughs> they're like in there, you know, God, this whole committee. You know, nothing ever gets done with a committee. It is you versus yourself. Well, it's, it's, I have a committee. It's, it's the all committee. committee. Yeah. Committee in your head. Like what about you, Mike? Yeah, what, what's you know, the best piece of advice I, I've ever given uh, to you? Uh, I don't know. Like I, I, <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, you're throwing some... Uh, deep questions? Some, uh, yeah. That's so all right, terrible. I'm going to give you one last deep oh question. Oh, my God. What is on your bucket list? What do you want to do before you die? <laughs> uh, go ahead, Mike. Uh, I want to be able to see my kids grow up. Okay. You know, have them... That's a very noble... Maybe get a very you know, noble, married or whatever they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Walk your daughter down the aisle. Boy, yeah. yeah, that would be cool. But yeah. Greg's just a big box of rocks, man. He's a big box of nothing. Well, I just don't <laughs> think about these things, you know? I just try to get... I, I woke up today. I, oh, God, I'm still alive. All yeah. right. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this thing up. Thank God. We're going to wrap this up. I want to thank you guys uh, for joining us inside the Desert Oasis Room for another podcast. I want to ask one last question. This is for the benefit of all of us and for you as well. For us as customers that come into the Tiki Tea, give us some do's and don'ts. <laughs> I think just just be cool. You yeah. know? Just go with the flow. All right. Don't just, don't, just don't get out of hand. And, you know, just that's what the vibe's about anyways. You know, just have a good time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just, All right, just be and I nice. think I think Tiki just kind of lends itself to that, anyways. You know, for the most part. Okay. I mean, you're gonna get idiots once in a while, but that's just gonna happen anywhere. All right. But yeah, just just be cool. I agree. You know, I always say, you know, if you're gonna, you know, go to a place, be behave. You know, be nice. Just be courteous and just have be courteous and have a good time. Don't matters. don't be dramatic. Don't you know start shit. Yeah, okay. because that's not what you're there for. It's pretty simple, right? Yeah, it's pretty easy. simple. Be a good, be Just a good person. Have a good time. Be a good person. Yeah. You know? All right. And no politics. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys. You're welcome for joining us for another episode inside the Desert Oasis Room. Thank you for driving out to the Desert Oasis Room, making us cocktails for our impromptu tiki tea night here on this Sunday Fun Day, and for all of our listeners out there that want to help our friends at the Tiki Tea, please. Help support them at shoptikitea.com. They have merch for you there that you might actually really like, like bar mats and Mai Tai glasses and T-shirts and tiki mugs and all kinds of other fun things. And if you enjoy this podcast, check us out at desertoasisroom.com. You can subscribe to, subscribe to our channel there uh, and uh, give us a like and a follow and all that kind of stuff. We're also on YouTube at youtube.com slash polynesianpop. And until the next episode, we are going to bid you a cheers and aloha. 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 All right. Cheers, party people. Mm -hmm.